Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Today is our NFL Conference Championship Round Best Bets episode. This is the episode where we will get feedback from the wise guys who listen to the show. We will build our Moneyline Round Robin. We will narrow down our favorite picks across the championship weekend of games. Because as our old pal Colin Coward likes to say, there's a sea of money out there. If you want to follow along with our official bets, you can check them out in the award-winning action app by following the favorites podcast. Let's bring in my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. How's it going, Chad? Brother, we're going to go through this podcast. We're going to talk about these two games. I think our opinions are solidifying. I'm curious to get sharp calls. We're going to do it a little differently this week. I want you to do a sharp call when we do each game. But it doesn't really matter because we all know that the NFL is scripted. I think it's just, <laughs> it's a fact, right? We all believe yeah. it at this point. So the matchup and the winner has already been set. And let me explain. Just yesterday, Avery Yang, one of our talented editors and writers on the news desk here at Action Network, posted a story about a tweet from the NFL memes account, the very popular NFL memes account. And that account noticed how the logos, the colors for the logos of the past two Super Bowls prior to this one match the team's that played in those Super Bowls. No joke. The Rams Bengals Super Bowl two years ago, it was orange and yellow when they played. Last year, red and green. Lo and behold, the Chiefs and Eagles make it. This year, it is purple and red. We can expect a Niners-Ravens Super Bowl. Also, the bottom color in the two-toned logo has matched the winning team. This year, the bottom color is purple. That's what you're working with? Yeah. So we know the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I hope you're right. It's in the script, brother. (laughs) It's all been written. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone anyone else. Every day they power out the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. They don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF-IN-IOWA. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. All right. Uh, If you're finding it hard to choose a side in these games, you are not alone. Uh, Evan Abrams the world-famous Evan Abrams. This is the tightest conference, let us know, that this is the tightest conference championship market since 2010. And the first time in the past 20 years, neither side in the game has received 55% or more of spread tickets. So it is a hard one. We are seeing the line solidify. Like I said, we're doing things a little differently today. We're going to make sharp calls part of the championship games breakdowns. As a reminder, catch every episode of The Favorites Live on YouTube. So for those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. I don't think we made it clear last week, Simon, that your your Simon Says is the Ravens. My exact decision was the Niners. So I don't know that we'll do a foxhole this week. We will do a big balls I'm fine if we're doubling up here, but let's start with Kansas City at Baltimore. Baltimore is a three-point, 
three and a half point favorite. Simon, let's start with Shark Calls. Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? Yeah, no surprise to anyone. I feel like people kind of understood Sunday night. The the pros were going to like the Ravens, and that's how it's played out, right? The the money's come in on the Ravens, and a couple books have moved to plus four now on this Kansas City Chiefs team, and it just makes sense, right? The pros I talked to, the ones that took the Chiefs, they basically know they had house money right now because they won last week, and their view of it was, I'll just wait and let this number keep going up. And I've talked to plenty of guys who have grabbed the four now. I saw the four come back down. And now that it's gone back up again, it it makes me feel a little confident where it's like, okay, more professionals are on the three and a half with this Ravens team than there are on the Chiefs. And that's simply by just talking to bookmakers and watching the numbers. Like the fact that, um, you know, if when you go to bed, if there's a four and you wake up the next morning, there's still a four you don't realize how much action went on last night where that number was probably bouncing around all night just because people are really split on these games, like you said. But it does feel like it's not as split as you would believe where the professionals, for the most part, that I've talked to, they like the Ravens. And it feels like the public, for the most part, likes the Chiefs, right? They're they're of the same view of um, what plenty of pros said last week, which is you're getting Mahomes as a dog. You take him in this spot. I mean, Evan already read us all the trends. Like, this is a very profitable spot to take him. So, um, it's it's interesting where it's split in public perception. But I'd say professionally, the, the pros love the Ravens. Like, if if you got the three, you're, you're feeling pretty good right now, especially when you're seeing a couple of fours pop up. But um, me and you joke all the time, Chad. Closing line value is usually loser talk. Um, me and you had great closing line value last week on Tampa plus seven. A lot of good that did us. So um, that's just how it is where it's like if you got the three on the Ravens, you're feeling pretty damn good. The three and a half doesn't scare me as as much as I thought I would. Um, it's really, you know, it really is. If you're if you're a believer in, the, believer in the Chiefs, you might be able to get four and a half by game time, Chad. Like the way this number feels like it's trending, it, I feel like it will just keep going up just because, you know, the, the the Ravens are getting guys back. Like I've been talking this week, they are getting healthier technically um, at the right time where Kansas city, we still don't know a couple of their guys are banged up. We don't, we're still not sure how hundred percent healthy they're going to be. So um, the, the matchup we already know, we talked about last show. Um, I really do favorite this Baltimore defense. Now the question was talking to a lot of other professionals. It's like, do you really trust Lamar in this spot? over Mahomes, and it's like I don't really know if I have to really play it that way right like Lamar in that second half I talked about it, it feels like he kind of found something there right this this type of confidence where it's like oh you can use your legs whenever you want Lamar like you don't have to force the throws in there just play smart and I mean again they scored three touchdowns last game they were just on a total roll total control that second half and um, the more I go through this Chiefs defense on film no doubt was impressive what they've done this season, how good they played. But me and you can't get over the fact they are so weak against the run. Even even when they make adjustments in second halves against teams, teams are still able to move the ball. It just seems like most teams get away from it, right? Like we saw with Josh Allen, they eventually get forced to have to pass the ball because for some reason, once they get down a couple of points to Mahomes, they, they really do panic. And I don't really see the Ravens changing that. Like they've been consistent all season – the only game when I went through and looked through the film that they really panicked and got away from the run was against that Colts team early in the year where um, yep. I believe they might have been a nine-point favorite or something crazy like that against Minshew, and Minshew pulled the upset off. That was really early in the season. You watch as the season went along, they never really hit that panic mode again, where even in games that were really close and tight, um, they stayed true to themselves and they, they still ran the ball, so... I'm tr- I'm still trying to stay dug in here. I'm fading Mahomes, but it's definitely I definitely haven't bet as much as I thought I was going to have a bet at this point. Where it's like I thought I was really going to hammer this Ravens team, and it it is the Lamar uh, the Mahomes effect. Where it's like it's an uneasy feeling, Chad, betting against betting against him, especially where Evan gave us that stat. Um, he's been down seven plus points in the playoffs nine times, or yeah, or no, was it ten times, Evan? 
and he's eight and two straight up. The only two losses were against Tom Brady. It's just like we, we've yeah, never so, seen anything, we've never seen anything like it, Chad. So that's that's no. the scary part about betting against them. So a couple things. Number one, I'm calling it now, even though it was basically Simon says it's also going to be big balls bet of the week. Baltimore Ravens. And I've been thinking about this so much. This is the ultimate head versus heart debate. Like, yeah, it's that meme. You ever seen that meme where the the wife or the girlfriend's like in the bed next to the husband is like, wonder what he's thinking about. It really is. I just cannot stop thinking about this Ravens Chiefs game. Like it's just all week. It's all I can think about. I'm not going to lie to you. I woke up this morning and I'm like, I'm no, I'm going to spend the next two hours doing even more research on <laughs> this game. And I was so excited about it. And the more research I did, the more it points to the Ravens as the right side here. The most important matchup in the game, it comes down to how Baltimore's defense handles the middle of the field. That goes from pressure up the middle against Mahomes, because we know that the scariest thing in betting is Mahomes stepping up into the pocket and you don't know where that ball is going to go yet. You're seeing Mahomes. You can't see the rest of the field on the TV screen. You don't know what's going to happen. And it is so frightening. So their ability to rush from the middle of the line of scrimmage and their ability to defend the middle of the field because the Chiefs are just not an explosive team, right? And what we saw them do the past two weeks I think is screwing with people's heads because of what they did against Miami and what they did against the Bills when we knew the Bills weren't going to be able to defend the middle of the field. And this Ravens defense is honestly historically great. So is the Niners, by the way. We're going to get to that. But these are two of the best defenses historically in terms of weighted DVOA. I know you don't love DVOA, but a lot of people do. So weighted DVOA, measuring their success and the schedules they've played as they've played later in the year. So you're measuring it against real teams' strengths and weaknesses as we get later into the year and who they really are. These are two top 10 teams. Ravens are number one and and since 1980, and, and Niners are number eight. So these defenses are great. Um, and the Chiefs are missing players, right? Joe Tooney... He's their guard, their, their guard, number one ranked passer, pass blocker, according to Pro Football Focus. He's likely not to play. Trey Smith, other guard, didn't practice on Wednesday because of illness. Isaiah Pacheco didn't practice because of his ankle and toe injuries. So, like, there's issues in all the places where the Chiefs can't have issues. Yeah, and... Again, going back to how it's just a lot of people arguing back and forth this week, professional-wise, it's just the the view is Mahomes in these big moments, it's kind of like the Brady factor where, um, you know, I, I told you when it came to doing a model and making a number for Brady games, I basically had to throw it out because the model just could not stop underrating Brady and the effect he has on games. And, you know, I've talked to plenty of people this week, but that's their argument for Mahomes. They're just like, how can you model his game out when it's just like he breaks all the models? Like he wins in games and positions he should not be winning in with talentless teams, right? Like you can say, well, their team has talent this year. Travis Kelsey's, again, it's weird because we're about the same age, but he's old in football years. Like this man is clearly over the hill. We've seen this season the between the drops and um, it's not like he breaks away, right, on these long catches. He catches and just falls down for the most part or maybe he'll break a tackle or two, but – they're clearly a different offense. And what Mahomes has done is like why he's in the conversation for the, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. It's it's why people say, even if you retired tomorrow, would he be a first ballot Hall of Famer? It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be? It's yeah. like what he's done since he entered the league, winning the division every year, making it to multiple AFC championship games, have two Super Bowls. It's like he doesn't need to do anymore. We already know what the deal is, Mahomes. Um, but like you said, I just believe in the Ravens defense. And it's like, all I can do this week, like we said, we, we you know, I'm taking phone calls and all this other stuff. When there's only two games, you really do dive into the film. You really want to dive into it and break it down. And um, I know a lot of people, when they dive into film, they're like, well, 
I only like going a month or a month and a half back when I'm following a team's offense just because they've changed so much from just, say, two months ago. And that is definitely true watching this Chiefs team, like how much better they are now than they were two months ago where um, what you just said, though, could hold true, which, again, I don't want to backtrack too much, but it's like they just played Miami and the Bills, two defenses that had major injuries. They're not getting that with the Ravens. So it was just interesting. Yeah. I went through the Chiefs film I, I do see what they're doing and why it's working right now, but I can see so many ways the Ravens can counter it. Like the Ravens really do have the pieces on defense to counter what they want to do offensively. And um, we use it as a, as a, you know, I talked about last show where it's like a reasoning of people to go back and watch that 49ers game against the Ravens. It's like they can do the exact same thing against this 49ers against this Kansas city team. They get, they did against the 49ers. The Ravens can, put a safety down onto their best player. Like, um, I mean, Kittle's not the best player of the 49ers, but taking him away was a big deal, right? They really, the the way the 49ers did it, or I mean, the Ravens did it was, they kept showing Purdy different looks pre-snap. Now against, uh, you know, Mahomes, that's not going to work, right, Chad? I think we both can agree, trying to disguise coverage against Mahomes doesn't work. And the worst thing you can do against Mahomes is blitz him. If you blitz Mahomes, he'll burn you. And, when I went back and watched this Ravens footage, they're so smart with their blitz packages. Like, they really don't force them. You never know who's going to actually be the blitzer, right? They'll have seven guys in the line, and none of them will even be the blitzer, right? The linebackers will actually drop back, and they'll have a random cornerback or safety drop in and be the blitzer. So, um, I'm just – the more I break down the film on the Ravens defense, I'm not worried about it. And, obviously, we we talked offensively. I just – I do think the advantage is towards this Ravens team. So, um, the only reason this number isn't seven, which I think most people thought it could be, is because of Mahomes. Like Mahomes is usually worth three or four points. Yeah. To whatever talent they're lacking compared to the Ravens, he makes up for. So um, yeah, like to me, I told you, Chad, I made this number four when it was three. It's gone up to three and a half. Now a couple of books are touching four. People are like, Well, would you take the Chiefs now at four, four and a half? I wouldn't fault you for it, but I, I wouldn't personally. Like I still think. The Ravens are the play here. So um, totally get when people talk about the model. And I, I already told you, it's like, I'm probably off a little bit on this Mahomes number, but am I really off by that much when I, I talked about it being four and it's moved all the way from three up to four? It's like the books agree with it. So um, as much as I like to shit on my own model here in the playoffs, it's like, at least I got this number right where I took the three when it opened nervously. Me and you talk Sunday night. I wasn't too excited to take it, but it felt like it was a bad number. The fact that it's got up to four now to a couple books, it makes me feel good, right? I talked to a couple of pros, especially a couple of pros out in the desert in Vegas, where it's like they were the first couple of books to go to four. Like a lot of Jersey books didn't hit four right away, but they did out in Vegas, which again, that's professional money coming in early on this Ravens team. So not shocked to see the professionals on this side. I am shocked to see how split it is between public perception. Uh, Raybon had a good idea. I listened to him and Stucky. Uh, yeah. on their podcast this morning, Action Network Pod. Let's check it out. He took the Ravens minus two and a half in the first half. And I know you always call that the coward's play, but we like to lean on that <laughs> sometimes. I actually love that play. I bet it at two and a half because it takes sort of the Mahomes end of game backdoor factor out of the equation. And of course it's cowardly. But sometimes I just want to win a bet. And yeah. like the Ravens have been dominant in the first half, dominant in Lamar's career, dominant in Harbaugh's career, dominant this season. Raybon had this stat 13 and four this year in first halves. And they didn't lose two, they didn't lose against the spread two first halves in a row. So, and they did last week. Um, and last week they lost it because they had a punt return for a touchdown. So, I will be playing the first half. I still have not bet on the Ravens uh, side for this game. Well, interesting. I, I think I saw a stat from Evan that um, Lamar struggles in the first quarter, right, Ev? I don't know why. I bet Houston first quarter, and I almost paused it was from reading an Evan article where it's like Lamar, for some reason, the first quarter does not cover. And I'm almost positive I covered. I think the, I think the number was three. Or three and a half, and it did cover. Um, but yeah, that's that's interesting. Lamar in the first half. Um, that could be a sneaky play. People want to take yep. it two and a half. Uh, we know the Chiefs 
like to kick. They like to defer in the second half. So again, that's another advantage if you want to bet the first half where it's like it already obviously boost up that Ravens team to take um first half. But yeah, I, I'm I, I get why you're scared, Chad. Like it's it's scary taking the three and a half, minus three and a half against Mahomes, but um that's that's why we gotta play these spots. <sighs> Get started with your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery store's prep work and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie and more, plus over 35, over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Simon, if you've got a date heading over to your place, but all you have is leftover pizza from our other Sponsor Factor can get you special occasion meals with their Gourmet Plus selection for fast upscale options. Head to factormeals.com slash favorites50 and use code favorites50 to get 50% off. That's code favorite. That's code favorites50 at factormeals.com slash favorites50 to get 50% off. All right. Ah, Detroit at San Francisco, San Francisco minus seven. Look, I guess I'm making this my exact decision. I wasn't clear about it the other day. I hate that you and I are not aligned on this. I hate that it hasn't gone back to six and a half. Um, Tickets are split, money on San Francisco. I think it's trending towards San Francisco minus seven and a half. Debo is the X factor here. And I think Debo is why a lot of people probably can't get on the Niners. I am betting literally that he's going to play. He was 50-50, still 50-50, did not practice on Wednesday. Shanahan said his shoulder still hurts. Simon, with that set up, let's do some sharp calls. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? Bros are with you, Chad. They love the 49ers. All right! <laughs> yeah, depressingly. Um, oh my God. Thank God. You and I did not discuss that. I was so <laughs> nervous about it. And I keep like, I probably feel about this the way you feel about the Ravens. Like I keep researching this game and I know Debo is the X factor for me, but the Niners are just a great team. And like the, the Lions are not. So I'm glad to hear this. <laughs> No, you and them, you guys, none of you guys have hearts. That's the issue here. How do you not want to take the lines? This is like what you have we said. I'm a Scientologist. Yeah, it's true. Um, I, I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably drinking too much of the Kool Aid and loving the story too much. Where I'm just, I'm just so enamored with this Lions team. And oh man, I've been getting abused over these last 24 hours. The biggest, the biggest abuse I'm taking, Chad, is people are telling me this island's made me soft and soft to you. And, um. I said, all right, we'll have to test the theory out when I get the fuck off this island, and we'll see how next year is. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay dug in because I almost cracked and came to your side just because. Not only is this number trending towards seven and a half, um, just about every bookmaker I talk to is like, if Debo is playing, I'm, I'm gonna get to seven and a half. Like everyone I've talked to feels like this number is gonna keep going up. So unless I'm heavy, heavy professional money comes in here late i just I, I can see it keep going up where it's like the liability is so heavy towards this 49ers team and the 49ers future market um you know every bookmaker again i talked to loves the fact that they're just getting tons of detroit money line money right now it's the one of the biggest liabilities to the books yeah. but it's so small compared to the future market on this 49ers team where it really doesn't really do that much of a dent to them so um i i just I also can't wrap my head around why back-to-back seasons of one seeds playing each other. Like, it's just, it's not football. Like, we, it's just not like, it's not supposed to be like this. It's a, a weird-shaped ball like Norm McDonald talks about. It's it's not supposed to be go one seed, one seed. It's supposed to be random shit happening here. So, um, this sucks. Like, I am, I'm pissed off. I was hoping I was going to find more crazy guys on my side taking the lines, and it's like, 
they're just they're all terrified of this 49ers team. Like when it's all there, like we talked about, Chad talked about when Debo's playing, when McCaffrey's playing, when Kiddo's playing, you know, they're just they're just unstoppable. And the same can be said about their defense. When it's all clicking, they're really good. And I just I keep pushing back that even watching that film last week, it's like if you throw the right run blocking scheme at the 49ers, you can run the ball on them. Like there are ways to move the ball against this team. And then I go back and I talked about that, you know, Ravens game. There were guys open in the secondary. Like if you have the receivers with a type of speed, you can give major issues to this 49ers secondary. Laporta, Amon St. Brown, it's like these are the guys. These these are the way these are the weapons you can beat this team with. So um maybe I'll get burned on this one. I mean, Matt Mitchell scared the shit out of me when he gave us that stat that nine out of the last 10 conference championship favorites have won. And the one upset was the Bengals or like once the one seven point dog upset were yeah, the yeah. Bengals. Um, a game me and Chad were also split on and I was the fool taking Mahomes at home there. And the Bengals, you know, they were down, what was it, Chad? 28 to 10 at half came back and won that game. So, um, Obviously, I know taking the Lions money line here and playing them seven and a half, we're going to need a, a miracle to win this game outright. But I have to believe that, you know, Goff and the guys will keep this one close in the second half. And it's like, I just, I can't stop fighting what so many pros keep telling me, which is they have, when they have to play against these really good teams this season, they've been hit or miss, right? Like they've, they've had games where they've shown up and they've had other games where they completely disappeared in and, my pushback against that is just it's a long season. Teams are going to have up and downs, and there's going to be streaky teams. And this Detroit team, for the most part, have been incredibly consistent on offense. If you go through all their games this season, they've been really consistent. The fear is what I'm sure Chad's going to break down here. It's just this Detroit defense, I just don't know if they're going to be able to get stops. And that's that's definitely my fear here, and that's why this number has gotten so big. Um, where so many professionals love this number 49ers, it's like – the 49ers will, will be able to move the ball. We know that. Is it is Detroit going to be able to move the ball against the 49ers? That's that's really the question here. We're breaking down this game. That's the ball game. That's yeah. really it. It's it's the Detroit secondary. And you're banking <laughs> yeah. on you're banking on Brock Purdy having another bad game. Another another thing to think about. When Brock Purdy had that streak in the middle of the year, he was without Trent Williams, who was without Debo. He was concussed. He was also what's that? He was injured. He was concussed. I was I was just gonna say he was also injured. And yeah. so, like, I I understand the impact of Debo, but I do think we cannot discount that Brock Purdy is a really good quarterback. The guy yeah. is an elite quarterback. You cannot say that someone who came off the bench well, he's no Joe Flacco, but he's he's pretty good. Yeah, like led his team to the NFC title game last year. Played a full season this year. They're yeah. the number one seed. They're in the NFC title game again. They're favored by a touchdown. It's not because Brock Purdy is holding them back. Brock Purdy, <laughs> Brock Purdy could throw for 350 yards in this game with or without Debo Samuel. And so this Lions secondary really is their Achilles heel. And it is the reason why a lot of people are liking the Niners, the way they do. I also think, look, there's there's a key injury. We talk about injuries. We talk about Joe Tooney, the guard for the Chiefs, and that's a key injury because nobody likes pressure up the middle. How do you stop Patrick Mahomes? You don't let him step up in the pocket. Jared Goff was not very good. Bottom third in the NFL against pressure, according to Pro Football Focus, throughout the regular season. He was very good against the Bucs, who blitzed a lot. But the end of the game, he got worse. Why did he get worse? Jonah Jackson, the Lions guard, went out with an injury. He allowed zero pressures when he was in the game. He's out of the game. His backup allows seven pressures on 18 snaps. So that's the guy who's playing this week. Jonah Jackson had surgery. He's not playing this week. I think that the Niners, who don't even like to blitz because they're so good at getting pressure and they are so healthy, Jared Goff isn't going to have a way to step up when there's pressure. And so, to me, that's another huge factor in this game. So, I'm on the Niners, the exact decision. Maybe maybe the the foxhole is me on my own against you, which I don't like to do. 
You can do that, brother. I mean, we only have two games to pick from. You're trying to force four bets in. So yeah. Well, maybe we're just going with three. I think we're just going with big balls. Do you have, by the way, we didn't talk about this. Um, do you have a thought on the total for the Ravens and the Chiefs and a total for and the total on this one? Yeah, that that Chiefs line is so fishy, that total, where it's like I wanted to take the over first glance, but I've been talking to taking the under for what my bet is, where it's like you know, a couple, couple of pros I talked to, like we, the way you want this game script to play out, you want the under if you're betting the Ravens, yeah. right? That that really means their defense finally showed up and stopped this Chiefs defense, so offense. So, yeah, like the under there. And even though I have the over-under in this 49ers game set at 50 and a half, so technically my model likes the under here. I've been waiting to hear from the luck guys because I'm like, I'm hoping this is a luck over. It's like no luck. Yeah. No luck with the luck. Yeah, There's so no, no luck. No I, I, luck I do, games this week. I do kind of want to take the over in this Detroit matchup just because, once again, selfishly, I'm going to need it. Most likely, I'm going to need it to be an over for me to win this Detroit bet at seven and a half. Like, I'm going to need a t- some type of backdoor. Yeah. Unless what Chad just talked about, unless Purdy comes out and lays a total egg again, um, yeah, they could get rolled by Detroit here, but. We don't see that happen. I, I see Purdy getting his. Um, I see Goff getting his. So if you, if you had to force a bet here for me, I would take the over. But, um, man, it's been creeping up. I'm seeing a couple of 51 and a half, so I'm seeing a couple of 52s out there. So uh, definitely crazy. moving up direction because of what I talked about, where if you want to talk about weather being a factor, everything like that, it is supposed to be a perfect 60 degrees and sunny um, for this game. Uh, no wind at all either. So, um Obviously, we prefer golf and indoors in a dome, but this is as good as it's going to get for the guy. Like in January, he's playing outdoors in 60-degree weather. Um, You can't ask for much more. No, but I can still ask that he not play well and the Niners cover as a touchdown favorite. (laughs) That's all I can do. Um, All right, we're going to bring Evan in in a sec, but I do want to quickly look at Super Bowl MVP futures because I thought it was interesting at Bet365 – the top 12 guys listed, one guy on the Ravens at the top, Lamar plus 240, one guy on the Ravens at the bottom, Zay Flowers, 75 to 1. The rest, five Niners, uh, then the Chiefs, and then the Lions. We got Lamar, Brock, McCaffrey, Mahomes, all at four to one or less. And then um you know, you can go down the list from there. It's Goff, it's Ayuk, Debo, the Amon Ra. Yeah, if, if you're going to have to take a long shot, I don't want to give too much away before the actual week. But, um, yeah, if you want to if you want to go a long shot, like me and Chad talk about, we usually try to go with the wide receiver position where it's yep. like we, we want that boomer bust kind of guy. So I don't want to steal Chad's pick, but um, if, you, if you're looking at long shots, I would look in the wide receiver position. Oh, well, you're, you're, you're hinting that I'm going with Zay Flowers at 75 to 1. Uh, of the 58 total Super Bowl MVPs, 32 QBs, eight wide receivers, seven running backs, a wide receiver won MVP two years ago and in 2000, in 2019, Julian Edelman and Cooper Cup two years ago. A running back hasn't won since 1998. So don't speculate about McCaffrey, uh, history not on his side. Um, and they'll never give it to him. I, I think it was four or five Super Bowls ago. I know Evan probably remembers his name, but I forget the name of the running back. But basically, oh, whoever it was for the Chiefs, he had yeah, like I had him. Damian Williams. Williams. Damian Williams. Yeah. Damian Williams. Yes. Like that guy had over 100 yards, had their game ceiling touchdown, like did everything he could possibly do. And they still gave it to Mahomes. So it's like, just be weary if you're trying to bet these running backs. It's just, oh, yeah. Chad just gave you the stat. It really doesn't work. Simon. It's time to make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Little Caesars, Simon, is headquartered in Detroit. Should we take this as a sign to bet the Lions? (laughs) You could. Order online during our Pizza Pizza (laughs) pregame, which is now all day on NFL game days plus Pro Bowl Sunday and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Simon, I've got a new motto, just invented it. 
if your favorite team is from the belt of rust, your smartest choice is crazy crust. However, you order your pizza, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with the convenient delivery of our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Also, don't forget, catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Also, should remind everybody that um, we will go live after the final conference championship game as we did. So we'll be going a little bit later on Sunday, hoping this Sunday is not as tortuous as this past Sunday. <laughs> uh, Simon, you mentioned that you pulled back a little bit on your Ravens bet. Like you haven't gone all in the way you thought you would. Do you have a biggest bet of the week so far? Yeah, it's Ravens at, um, what I give it out? Minus three and a half. Like I only was able to get a little amount down at minus three. A lot of books didn't want that action on the Monday where it's like, they would let you get a little little tasting down. They're really waiting to see what kind of money they're going to get on the Chiefs. Once they moved to minus three and a half, I could get as much as I wanted down. They, they were happy to take whatever I wanted to take on the Ravens. But usually I like playing these spots where it's like, you're going to usually get good value on the dogs in these kind of games. But it feels like both games are pretty priced right. Like the, the, the Lions number, I did have a model at six, but it's like, what you talked about is such a true thing where it's like, I, I, I'm probably not accounting for these injuries to the lines. And that, that also is why the numbers moved a little bit because the injuries to their offensive line. But yeah, um, honestly, the more I've looked at these numbers, they, they just feel right. So um, I, I, I tend to find great value in the playoffs. Um, the only game that was really like I had to take was like bet my life on it was that Rams plus three and a half so far in these playoffs where I just haven't had the value I usually tend to see in the playoffs. And that really comes down to the books. I've just been sharper, right? It's, I mean, we talked about last week, 50 million people watched that Chiefs-Bills game. Like, the, the books know how important these games are and how many people bet it. So, um, yeah, hat tip to them. They've just been really sharp with a lot of these lines. And if any team's going to get blown out this week, it would be Detroit. So it totally makes sense why this number is getting up to 7.5 at this point. Um, you were dead right taking them at 6.5. I did not think it would get to this point, but um, yeah, the more you dive into the numbers and break it down, it's like there's a couple of big advantages the 49ers have they could exploit in this matchup. So um, yeah, I, I wanted to bet big on the lines. It's tough for me to get there right now. Ravens, no doubt my biggest bet of the week. And um, like you said, I'm, I'm probably going to throw a little more on uh, the Ravens first half as well after hearing that Lamar stat. Yep. Uh, that stat you gave on Tuesday has been sitting with me that more people watched this one playoff game than all of the World Series games <laughs> combined. Now, the, the Taylor favorites... Swift effect is is one of the crazier things um, that I've experienced as a football fan where, like, even, even if, you know, all of her fans move on, right, her and Kelsey will break up in the offseason, the NFL must be just so out of this world happy that, like, these hundred millions of people that would never watch football at all I've been checking into these games and reading up on stuff happening in the NFL. So, um, again, conspiracy theory, Simon. They don't want this Taylor Swift party to end this weekend. So, definitely something I'm worried about, Chad. Romantic Taylor Swift-loving Chad does not want it to end either. I love <laughs> all of it. I love her in the box. I love her hanging with his family. I love her being part of these crazy Kelsey brothers. I just think it's awesome, and it seems to really make her happy. So <laughs> you know, people are asking me, they're like, they're like, you, you think, uh, you think people are eventually start hating Kelsey? And it's like, he's the only one of the only people that could take their shirt off, be a little overweight, jumping in and out of a box and pick up little kids where everyone's like, no, that's all right. That's just Jason Kelsey, where it's like any other guy would have been in jail yeah. right away. But yeah. um, no, I, don't I don't think, think anyone's going to hate either. Guys. They're, they're eminently likable. Speaking of likable, <laughs> the favorites podcast is presented by bet three, six, five. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia. Or 18 and older in Kentucky, gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. One play at a time, 
Let's build our house. Let's go. All right. Before we get out of here, let's bring in uh, Action Network Director of Research, Evan Abrams. We mention him all the time. He's world famous. We are going to talk a little bit about some last words that Evan gets to share. The last word with Evan Abrams. We're finished talking. What's up, Chad? Before I get into my nuggets, I do have to say one thing. So money line percentage Simon brought up earlier. So 44% of the money line tickets are on the Lions, which is actually insane. It's a lot compared because the dog usually doesn't get that much of tickets. But if you look at the money line handle, 75% of the money line handle on the Lions money line. So there is a ton of action coming in. And the fact that that's the late game is also really interesting because if, say, the Ravens win, you're going to have a lot of money line tickets lined up on that second game. And usually it'd be on the Niners. But seeing all that action on the Lions, a little fascinating. So I figured that was worth mentioning off the top. All right, let's do some nuggets here. So I got a bunch of stuff. So after two nuggets, let's chop it up a little bit. But let's start with that Detroit-San Francisco game. So here's a live betting angle last week the Niners trailed 21-14 with 20 minutes left and won the game but under Kyle Shanahan that's a very rare circumstance so under Shanahan the 49ers are 32 percent straight up and against the spread after trailing by a touchdown or more at any point when they're trailing by more than one possession it's really been lights out they are six and 40 straight up seven and 39 against the spread by trailing by more than one possession so more than eight points of the 13 coaches since 2017, since Shanahan got hired, he, with 40 games or more, he is second worst ahead of only Adam Gase. You never want to be in a stat with Adam Gase. So that is a pretty <laughs> difficult situation when it comes to Shanahan. He did win last week, but usually not coming back. I'll give you one more. So the Buffalo hangover has been something that's been talked about. We've seen the stat all week where teams that have beaten Buffalo in the playoffs are 0-4 straight up in their next game. I'll take it one step further like I tend to do. So it's not really a coincidence. Over the last three seasons, teams are 3-14 and 14 against the spread, the game after beating Buffalo, failing to cover the spread by six points per game. And that's like 24-41 that's like 24 and 41 after beating Buffalo under any circumstance. So usually, we've talked about this in the past with like the Ravens, the Steelers, the 49ers. There's something about this Buffalo team and maybe Josh on the offensive side that kind of takes it out of teams. Man, that's a good one. Yeah. I've got a theory on the Shanahan okay. uh, record. He's never had a quarterback he could rely on. Yeah, Brock Purdy in the past was really is, bad. is a difference maker. So I think Chad's on his own. The quarterback in the past was terrible. Now at least he's moderate and level. And so I think that stat is pretty much like the rest of every coach. That's my opinion on it. Yeah. That right there is a stat where it's like, that's what – is so special about him where it's like his offense, if it's all working, he can make anyone Jimmy Garoppolo into a Super Bowl quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> but if that Jimmy Garoppolo, that same Jimmy Garoppolo gets down seven, it's like they're kind of over. they're kind of screwed. And that's most been the interesting part about Kyle's, Kyle's tenure where it's like he's never had the guy. He traded up for Trey Lance, put really put his neck out there and say, you know what? I screwed up the third pick overall. How about we use this guy who's the last pick in the draft as our starting quarterback? And it's like, you know, it, that's what it takes to be a great coach. It's like that Purdy has to feel that pressure and that confidence, right? Where it's like the coach really stuck his neck out for him and he delivered this season. They got the one seed. Um, Chad just talked about like that comeback. That's not something Jimmy would have done, right? Like we would have left him for dead. Um, I'm not like, again, I took an absolute beating last week. That was a number, another incredibly dumb bet I made where it's like, Oh, Shannon's down right now in the fourth quarter. Let me wait for them to get close or tie this up, and I'll 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 do another bet on Green Bay. Instantly regret that bet, uh, trying to fade Shanahan in that spot. But um, yeah, it's like that that was a turning point, right? Like that Purdy Purdy could have found something that game, or Chad might be asking himself midway through the third quarter of this Detroit game, why did I bet on Purdy as a seven point favorite one once again? And that's the hardest part here trying to bet these guys, where it's like it's hard not to have a little bit of doubt of all the quarterbacks left. Right. The only one that with a little bit of doubt is Purdy. Cause the other guys, you know, Lamar MVP, Mahomes, Super Bowl, golf, Super Bowl. Like there are a lot of questions about Purdy, but man, is he disproven a lot of that stuff. Like that comeback last week, like Chad said, that's something Shane has never had before. So um, we could definitely be seeing the start of a new dynasty here in this 49ers team. I also say this: in, uh, Lions this year ten and zero straight up after leading after the first quarter. So if they fall behind, 
that might come into play a little bit. Uh, this is a good one on Goff. So the Niners sacked the opposing quarterbacks at a rate of 4.2% this season. So that's the percentage of defensive plays that end in a sack. And for reference, that's very good. But surprisingly, <laughs> Goff has faced teams and Goff has faced teams at a rate of 4% or higher. He is 28, 16, and 1 against the spread in his career, including 15 and 4 as a lion and 7 and 1 this season. So guys like Stucky tend to say he turns into a pumpkin. We say it as well, but <laughs> that's actually that's actually a pretty good mark of 15 and 4, especially. Especially when yeah. you can see he is getting the seven points this that's, week. So that's one. And then we'll go one this more. week, but that's amazing. <laughs> I'm on the Lions, so this is this is fantastic. Let's go to Mahomes and Baltimore for a second. So so much has been made of Mahomes, but Lamar versus this Chiefs defense to me is probably the biggest matchup of the game, as I think has been discussed in this pod. So KC is allowing just 17 points per game this year. Lamar is 31 and 11 straight up at home in his career overall. That's 74% across 42 home games versus teams allowing 20 points per game or more. He is 23 and five, 82% versus teams allowing less than 20 points per game. He is just six and six. So better defenses, better scenarios. Hasn't been the easiest for him. It's been tighter games for what it's worth. And I noticed you were on the Lions. You put that pick into the app pretty early in the week. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. It was right after Simon and I had had a conversation and my stomach dropped a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so until Simon had said the sharps were with me, I was a little bit antsy. Now I'm feeling. I'll be honest. I literally on this podcast, I bet it at seven and a half. So I bet it again. Detroit's been absolutely torched on defense, but I don't trust Purdy. I won't trust Purdy. It's not. I just. I, I feel like he's a mediocre quarterback and an amazing system. And the fact that Debo is banged up and not himself, I just don't trust it. I'll take the points, especially. I think I think I'm with Simon as well. I think it's going to get to eight. Especially like that day, uh, you're going to get a lot of Niner action, in my opinion. All right, All right. two more for what you guys. You yeah. San Francisco treats. So the 49ers have actually lost six straight home games against the spread. They haven't covered at home since October 8th. They are three and six ATS this season at home. Yeah. In the last 20 years, only two teams have played a home game in their conference championship with the home win percentage ATS 33% or less like the 49ers. They were both Mahomes. They were both the Chiefs 2022 and 2020. Chiefs won, Chiefs covered, moved on, nothing mattered. I find it interesting just because the six-game home losing streak, mostly wins, mostly not covers, end up winning and covering in that game with the t- with the shorter spread. I'm a little scared because why is the number so much higher this week when those Mahomes games Short spreads, basically pickums. Kind of the reason I like the Lions a little bit. I think it's just inflated. So that's number one. And then we're going to do the Mahomes dog thing just because we kind of have to. So he hasn't been an underdog in consecutive starts since his rookie year in 2018. After the outright win last week, he is eight and three straight up in his career as an underdog. It's the best record for any quarterback in the Super Bowl area with a minimum of 10 starts. Best ever. Now the Chiefs opened plus three and a half. We're still seeing three and a halves. There's some fours, but it's just the sixth time Mahomes is open at plus three or higher. First time since Baltimore in 2020, which is always a fun uh, situation. He's actually five and zero oh against the spread. Never lost, n- never lost against the spread in this spot. Always finds a way. And here's a fun one if you like it with the later game. So Mahomes 11 and zero oh as an underdog in a six point teaser. So if you wanted to push that up, that might be an angle too. And Evan said his first two games were an underdog. This is how much of a degenerate I am, Chad. I can remember those games like there was yesterday. Bet on Mahomes. It was week one. He was at, I believe, the Chargers. He was probably a three-and-a-half, four-point dog. Bet him on the money line. Bet the number. I was like, wow, this is so easy against Old Man Rivers. Easy bet. The next week, it was on the road at Pittsburgh. And I was like, okay, this is where you fade the first-year starter against Ben Roethlisberger after a big win. He went to Pittsburgh, won again outright. So Mahomes, first two games as a dog, he won them both on the road, both outright. Should have known he was a unicorn right then and there. He actually started his career 8-0 against the spread. We all should have known. Holy shit. And yet, (laughs) and yet, somehow, our big balls bet of the week, (laughs) betting against the guy who will go down, no joke, Uh. as the greatest quarterback in NFL history who breaks every model who one of the finest minds I've ever spoken to in sports betting, Simon Hunter, has said there is no model for Patrick Mahomes. So 
I mean, I think you can see why I'm being a coward in this game. Yeah, <laughs> betting, I get it. I get it. Only betting the first half. <laughs> All right. To recap, uh, Chad likes San Francisco minus seven. That's his exact decision. Simon likes Baltimore minus three and a half and Baltimore minus three and a half is going to be our big balls bet of the week. Uh, do we want to do a money line round Robin here? I mean, I think the only thing to do is bet <laughs> San Francisco and Baltimore. And there was a moment this week where that as a pairing was plus money. Yeah. I think Evan said it was like, what, plus 115 Ev. Um, you could do it. And I think you can do what Evan just talked about. If you want, you can make that play. If the Ravens win, you can take a position on the Lions and just try to try to, you know, hit um a plus number on a couple of money lines where it's like, I think the Lions are up to plus two fifty. So you can you can easily hedge that. Or, you know, if you really wanted to, you could take the seven and a half and just try to hit the middle. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of options there. Um for me, Chad, if I if I have to do a money line on Robin, I know his ours ours is gonna be different. I'm I'm all in on this Lions team. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I love the story, love everything about it. I'm oh, you know me. I'm a romantic. Like this, this literally, my icy heart becomes a little warmer with this Lions story. So, uh, give me the Lions money line with the Ravens money line paired up. Island soft. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Um, my biggest remaining future of the season is a Chiefs Niners matchup in the Super Bowl. Okay. I think it's like I think I got it at like 25 between 25 and 30 to 1. I'd have to look at my records to see for sure, but uh so I am I'm you know thinking about what my hedge will be if in the first game. I think the first game is the Ravens and the and the Chiefs. If the Chiefs win, I'm thinking about what my my potential hedge on the Lions will be and I will certainly be uh, fishing for advice uh, in that window b- between kickoffs. So oh, you're being a great spot. I can put like five or I don't know how much you put on it. You can put five or seven K on the Lions money line. And it's like, no matter what, you'll, you'll get a nice payday. If, oh, if, my, I'll, if I'll put Chiefs at least, win. dude, I'm going to have to call you off to put at least a hundred K down just to match what the <laughs> winnings will be. Uh, I don't need you running all over the place for me. There you go. Um, Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until we see you guys Sunday night live after the Lions 49ers game. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.